17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan, with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. In our last episode, Cordell, we talked about offensive players that um, essentially are ending their tenures with the Ravens and what the chances are we seeing those guys being resigned. So now let's switch to the defensive side of the ball. There's a few guys that, you know, you could recognize that um, are up for contracts um, or free agents this year. Let's start with the defensive line. You and I talked about this last week on your show, Cordell, regarding the defensive line and where we see this going. As of right now, the only one that will be under contract after this year is essentially the rookie that they got uh, what last, last, year. Year. last year. And so obviously that's just a draft situation in Travis Jones. The other guys essentially are all going to be free agents. That includes Broadway Washington. That includes Metabike. That includes Michael Pierce, as well as Brent Urban. So you and I had talked about this. And, you know, there's got to be an, some urgency here in terms of what it is that the Ravens want to do. They lost Calais Campbell. We know this offseason after they cut him, he went to Atlanta. So that's a big presence that's already going to be missed on this defensive line. But where do you see the Ravens going out of the four that I mentioned? Who do you think has the best opportunity of returning to the Ravens in 2024? Yeah. I mean, I, I think all of them have unique situations um, that could dictate what happens in the future for them with the team. But I would have to say Matabike is probably the one that I, I think has the best chance to be resigned between him and Washington for different reasons. Uh, Matabike, I think, you know, obviously is the best out of that group. Um, they, you know, he's still young as a guy that they drafted. And uh, I don't, I, I don't know what his price market will be. We, we obviously got to see what he does this year. And that'll be a big part of what dictates that. But um, I, I look at it and I think that this is potentially one of those things where maybe you get an extension done either before or during the season. I don't, I don't know if this will be, one of those ones that we have to wait until after the season uh, to get done. Yeah. Washington, similar situation. He could, he's going to be cheaper than Matabike. um, But he took a huge step last year. If he does it again this year, he could be in a situation to where, you know, he wants to go out and test the market and maybe get more playing time, get more money. Um, but I, I think that he's a guy that they that they would like to bring back because I look at Pierce and to be honest, I think they'll just be happy if Pierce can make it through the year. You know, right. he hasn't played a lot of football uh, as of late. And so, you know, I think that ship has pretty much sailed. If they could get as much as they can out of him this year, that's a win for them. Yep. Uh, I, I don't expect to see him back next year. Brent Urban is a is a different one. Um that one is kind of wait and see. Uh, you know, they like to keep the veterans. He's he's not expensive. 
he gives them, you know, uh, some length inside. He can uh, put his hands up and bat the ball. We were talking to uh, special teams coach Chris Horton uh, towards the back end of minicamp. And, you know, Calais has been that guy on the field goal block, you know, to be the guy in the middle to, to try to uh, get the blocks. But you have Brent Urban that could – Chris Horton pretty much said Brent Urban could be that guy for them as well. We know how much they care about special teams. So I could see Brent Urban potentially being back. But Matt Abike and Washington are the two guys that I think stand, have the best chance uh, to be returned. It just depends on, for Matt Abike, what is his price range? Uh, what? How did he play this year? Had, is he outperforming himself uh, to the point – outpricing himself, I should say – with the Ravens, like we saw Ben Powers do last year. Yeah. I, you know, I do think that Washington and Medibike are the best options that you have. They're young guys who um, we expect them to have, you know, really good years this year. Um, Pierce, you mentioned, you know, didn't really have a, a lot of time. He missed um, 2020 season because he decided to opt out when he was a Viking um, during that COVID year when players had the option to opt out and not play as opposed to play. Then he gets hurt last year, even though he did have a strong start prior to his injury. Nonetheless, he went out with with an injury. And then Brent Urban is a guy that, you know, he's been drafted by the Ravens, left, came back. You know, um, and so there, there's a possibility that he could potentially stay. He clearly likes it here enough that he came back to the Ravens. So there's always that possibility. But it does feel like the, from a, a a youth and consistent perspective, those two in Washington and Medibigue are the best options. The problem is, is that do you have the money to pay both of them, um, you know, this offseason? And, and that's going to be the issue, particularly if they both play incredibly well this season because they already know it's a contract year and I, I have to expect them to step their game up as a result of that. So, you know, that is my issue. Like you said, I think Pierce, Hey, that was a nice comeback because Pierce also was a Raven as well prior to, to leaving in free agency some years ago. But ultimately I do think that that's something that you have to move away from. He's another year older, um, but those two guys, to me, I would think would be priorities for the Ravens in terms of bringing in contract extensions thus far. And I agree with you. I, I, I don't think that you have to wait. Maybe one of those guys gets a deal in season so they don't have to wait in off season. And then the other guy, they allow to test the free market and try to come back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's a case to be made for both of those guys to be brought back. It's yeah. just a matter of, OK, if you're. Project Washington, you know, and they do resign Matt Abike and they got Travis Jones still on the roster as well. What what is your role going to be? You know, um, because at some point they're going to want to unleash Travis Jones freely and Project Washington, you know, he may not want to have that same type of role uh that he's had. And look, maybe he could play himself ahead of Travis Jones and then we're talking about Travis Jones and his future yep. uh, down the line but you know I, I think is it's tough to tell obviously right now because I, I do think how these guys play this year will dictate what happens with them um, but I would have to imagine that I, I, I think they want both of these guys but I wouldn't be surprised if at least one does get Adele Dorn during the season. It's just a matter of who. And I would think 
Washington will probably be the easiest one to get a deal done with because he's cheaper. And yeah. you, know, uh, you, you could probably, you know, putting some numbers in front of him right now may make him decide, you know, he, he wants to take that opportunity. So uh, the, the Ravens are entering that phase now. We, we talked about it on the offensive side. Like there weren't many people that I said, I thought that they would bring back off the offensive side for a variety of reasons. But the biggest reason is they're, they're entering into this era of, the Lamar contract era and yep. uh, you know, they, their, their decisions on who stays and who goes are going to get a lot tougher and they're going to have to potentially lose out on some guys that are very talented. I agree. And you know, that's just how, you know, the ball bounces, unfortunately, it is very problematic though, to go into a season where you only have one guy under contract. And that is a guy that, doesn't have as much experience um, and leaving him out there to, to, in case, you know, things don't work out in terms of re-signing the other guys. I don't really have much of a concern with Brent Urban because I do think that he could potentially return. Um, you know, if he really loves it here, he might not want to go anywhere else. The other three guys I do think is up for, you know, grabs in that regard. And I do think that you do have to make a move. Like you said, now, um, and maybe it is right now you go with the cheaper option because of what you're dealing with from a salary cap perspective. I don't know if I necessarily think that that's how that's going to go, because I do think that the Ravens are very um, consistent about how they feel about um, the line of scrimmage on both sides. And so, you know, I, I know that they're going to want some, uh, uh, you know, if they can keep their stud, if they have one that emerges as a stud, they're going to want to keep that guy, even if that means he's a little bit more expensive. But ultimately, you know, you still need depth, right? Uh, so if you can get at least two out of four of those guys to return, obviously that's better than zero out of four of those guys returning. And then you having to go to free agency and starting all over again in terms of fulfilling the roster or the draft to build your defensive line depth. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they've got one guy on under contract after this season. They got to keep somebody, you know, they're yeah. not going to go into the draft and just draft an entirely different defensive line. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think Urban, if he wants to come back, you know, I would imagine that they could find a way to work that out. Um, and Matabike and Washington, I think it'll, you know, production mixed with, you know, uh, their, their market value would dictate what happens with them. I completely agree. Before we get into our next segment, make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so that every time there is a new episode, you will be the first to know. So let's keep the vibes going on defense, Cordell. We talked about the defensive line and who we think that they could potentially, you know, bring back. And now let's get to the linebacking core. Of course, the biggest name in that group is Patrick Queen, and we know that the Ravens drafted him in 2020. They declined his fifth-year option after signing Roquan to a massive deal, but have said that they would be interested in working out a deal with Patrick Queen. If Now, that sounds good, and it's, and it's not that I don't even think that that's something that they would be interested in. I do think that um, they would like to have Queen back, but I also realized that Queen could absolutely be a monster this year and decide that he wants to go into free agency and test the market, as he should, right? A, for, a former first-round draft pick who had a slow start, 
but eventually started playing um, at a high level and consistently should probably test the waters. You'd think this is just common sense and not, you know, speaking from an organizational perspective, should test the waters and see what his value is before even thinking about potentially coming back to the team that declined his option. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great. Uh, it, I think it's wishful thinking yes. for them to say that, you know, for DaCosta to say that they would like to have Queen back. And I'm sure that they would like to have Queen back. He's a really good player. And he's gotten better each year of his career to this point. And people forget he's young. He's only 23 years old. I mean, a he's baby. got a lot of football to be played. And when you look at where he is at 23 right now and how he has evolved each year of his career – Look, it's easy to point out what guys don't do well. It's so easy to pinpoint with linebackers and say he can't cover or coverage isn't his strong point. I got news for you. Most NFL linebackers struggle to cover these tight ends, struggle yep. to cover these running backs out of the backfield. There are only a select few that we can really deem as true coverage linebackers. And the Ravens have one in Roquan Smith. Yep. So I, I think – with Roquan being there and him taking some of the load off of Patrick Queen's plate, it'll allow us to get to see how good of a player Patrick Queen can really be. Um, and that could be a situation that ends up making it so that his value on the open market is through the roof. And I imagine it probably will be. Uh, I, I just struggle to see a scenario where he's with the Ravens, unless He's the guy that they decide to use the franchise tag on or something like that. But I just, it, it, like I said. But, it, but then if they do that, then what's the purpose of declining the fifth year option? Right. Because you have the extra year right. for him. Yeah. Um, and and, and I don't do. think he would be the guy that they use the franchise right. tag. Right. I agree. I, I think agree. it would be more of maybe a Matt BK or somebody like that. But for the reason that you just said, you had the fifth year option already, yep. you know, there, if you wanted to go that route. Um, so, yeah, I think queen is probably gone uh, because if history shows continues to uh, stay true, he's going to continue to get better. He's going to get better again this year. Um, you don't really have to worry about the injury situation, with Queen and make no mistake about it, they're a better team with Patrick Queen on the roster. Uh, I think that we can't count it out that he'll be brought back because I think Eric DaCosta has shown himself to be full of surprises. Um, there have been other instances where we have, you know, either us or even other people have thought that the, you know, it, not even just talk about Lamar, just in general, where we thought that something couldn't be done or they wouldn't go and make a certain deal. And they have. Um, so I'm, I'm not counting it out. He has done some wacky things, but I don't really, I, I would be surprised if Patrick Wayne gets an extension with the Ravens. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and, and I, I want to go back to something that you said, because you mentioned um, how hard it is to cover tight ends. Tight end position has evolved so much over the last 20 years and, you know, I do think that um, we didn't give him enough grace early on about that. Was his pass coverage not great? Yes. Uh, early on, I can I can 
say that that's true. But I also do. I also think that we believe that because a player was drafted in the first round, that their impact is supposed to be immediate and supposed to be, um, you know, consistent right away. And that's a very unfair um thing to do some players don't develop as fast as others I really do think that three years is where you start to see the potential of that person truly and I do think that yes did did Roquan coming in help absolutely but that's going to happen when you have a player like Roquan he does make everybody else around him better and in the case of Patrick Queen he absolutely helped that being said I'm not going to ignore Patrick Queen's uh production prior to Roquan being traded there he was playing well and that is something that we should acknowledge I do think that the Ravens would like to bring him back but I also realize that they have better pressing needs that they have to deal with particularly the defensive line which we just talked about you only got one guy there (laughs) you need some depth there and so as of right now the linebacker position for you in terms of you know who you have in the middle is basically it's sold. It's solid. It's great. You have Roquan Smith, you have your guy. And so maybe it's a possibility that they feel like that they can plug and play in that, in that regard. And I want to bring up Malik Harrison as, as that point, because he is also going to be uh, a free agent. I believe he and Queen uh, work in the same draft in 2020 coming out of Ohio state. And so he's been a really good player for special teams and that is something that we know that Coach Harbaugh loves, loves him a good special teams player. Um, do you bring him back for that purpose? Do you bring him back for the purpose of potentially playing alongside Roquan if you feel like that the linebacker position is a plug and play? Or do you let him go because you have a Trenton Simpson that you believe that you can develop in special teams as well as linebacking? Yeah, I mean, I, I Malik is kind of in that same mode. I'd be a little surprised if they brought him back. A lot of people looked at Trenton Simpson as the replacement for Patrick Queen. And potentially, potentially that is the case. But I also look at it like that could be, you know, the the card to let us know that Malik Harrison is also gone too because Trent, Trent, Trent Simpson is going to instantly go to special teams as well. Um, and that that right there takes the Malik Harrison void away, at least right now. Now, could they bring Malik Harrison back for depth and get him back cheap? Sure. Uh, but haven't really gotten to see a lot of Malik Harrison to this point in his career. Uh, the, the opportunities that he has gotten to be in the mix for competition to get on the field, he hasn't won those battles. Um, so I I just find it hard to believe that that's where they're going to spend money at. I think that they would rather get cheap labor out of the draft or something like that, or maybe even bring in another veteran there or something. But look, I'm not closing the door on Malik Harrison. I'm just saying based off his production to this point, I would be surprised if they invest in him uh, for a couple more years. Yeah. I do think that, that they believe for lack of a better term that he's replaceable. And that, like, again, he's a good special teams player. And, you know, he's played some linebacking um, and and been okay, you know, been okay, um, but not great. Right. And I think that they could potentially feel like that they could find their replacement, uh, his replacement in the draft, whether it be, again, with Simpson or this upcoming draft after his last season. So it's very possible that that, 
they can just say, we're going to move on. I do think that the Queen situation, although it feels very simple that he's just going to go to the free free agency, it, it feels a little bit more complex because I think that they do value him as a player um, on this roster. And, and who doesn't want two really good linebackers playing next to each other on their team? Um, and we know that the Ravens love defense. Uh, you know, they've, they've invested in their defense. So it feels like that would be more where they would gear themselves to in terms of high, uh, which linebacker they would be pushing to resign Queen versus Malik. And I was Just based on talent alone. Yeah, to the point that you made about who wouldn't want two linebackers. I, I do think that we are in a time where it seems like people are. They think that it's okay. You're fine when you just have one really good player at that position. Like I was hearing the same thing about the wide receiver position, you know, when it came to DeAndre Hopkins and, and all of that talk. Well, we've got Bateman. We just signed Beckham and and Flowers. Like, what? Why do why do they need the like? You can always improve. You don't you want more? Don't you want exactly. more? <laughs> injuries are a real thing. You yeah. know, you don't want to be that team that can't afford to have a starter go down because you don't have anything else next to them or anything else behind them. And make no mistake about it, losing Queen is a loss. It's yeah. a loss. I hear I it too often from people that are just so ready to throw Patrick Queen away. And, and it just, I have to roll my eyes at those people because I don't think they understand how a how important the linebacker position is. It's the quarterback of the defense. You're it's the middle of the field right there. And yeah, having Roquan Smith is great, but if you don't have somebody that's up to par next to him, it, look, it, it's easy to say Roquan makes Patrick Queen great or he makes him look good. Okay, but let's see how it would look if you had a Malik Harrison next to him. I don't think it would look the same. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't think it'll look the same if you put Trent Simpson next to him today. Yeah. I don't think it'll look the same. So it is going to be a step back, uh, and I think people need to understand that, and maybe they will once they get to see Patrick Queen again this year because, like I said, I, I think the dude is a stud, and while he's not the perfect player, uh, I, I think that it's a, you, you're looking at a downgrade after him, whoever comes in after him. Yeah, I, I, I want to point out that in the Kansas City Chiefs loss in that Super Bowl to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had three really good linebackers and yep. two that could cover very, very well. Yep. So if you want to beat teams like the Chiefs or teams that have really good tight ends, you do need linebackers that can do things the way that Tampa and, – and, and remember, that game was not close at all. And I attribute a lot of that success to the middle of their defense. Right. So you do want those types of players. And if Queen can be that for this defense, I don't see why you would want to throw that away. And I definitely think that he's going to step it up because he knows that his value, everybody is going to pay attention to him this year so that his value could potentially rise. So, uh, you know, you want that type of stability. You want that type of dominance from the middle of your field. I agree with you 110% on that. So it will be interesting to see how they proceed with Queen. I do agree that Malik is probably gone, but Patrick Queen would be an interesting, 
I was say it would be an interesting if, if they decide to rekindle what oh they have God. and he decides to come back. To and the and I will say, I like I understand the I, I'm in the mindset of Queen is gone, not because yeah, me too. because he's not a good player, just for financial reasons. Yep. Like that's anything besides that. I don't know what 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 else people you know are are looking at because it's not like this dude isn't an asset uh, to the defense. And you're right, they they had that Super Bowl replay on uh, NFL Network last night actually. So I was watching it while I was uh, doing my show, and I can't tell you how many times I'm seeing Levante David smothering Travis Kelsey or Devin White. Devin White, yep. Uh, Charles Edwards Hilaire out of the backfield and you know Mahomes he he likes those short to intermediate throws yep. that's where those linebackers were living at you know so yeah I mean Roquan can't do it all <laughs> he can't he can't do it all uh, so for the sake of keeping the defense afloat you better hope that Trenton Simpson turns out to be good or that they are able to find somebody else to kind of fill that void as well completely agree and finally, Cordell, let's talk about the secondary. Um, it feels very solidified in that regard. I mean, you still got Marlon Humphrey under contract. You still got Marcus Williams under contract. Kyle Hamilton is only going into his second year. So you're you're solid in that regard. But there are a couple of guys that will be um, going in the free market after the season. First up is Geno Stone. He did sign a one-year deal um, this past offseason. So he did get an extension, but for a short period of time. He has played well, um, you know, in, in, when, in Marcus Williams' absence, although he's not Marcus Williams. I want to be clear. Right. But I think that he did well in the time that he did play um, in that position. Do you think that Geno decides to come back? I mean, you know, the, the total deal, I believe, is a little bit over a million. He got $750,000 um up front and then the rest is bonuses do you feel like that that's something that they can revisit because it is not an expensive high end yeah i mean definitely something is it's not going to break the bank right uh, to bring them back so i wouldn't count it out um and gino like you said he was definitely serviceable for them when they went into you know when they were had to play without marcus williams for that stint last year now they have a couple of decisions to make because I know we don't have him on our list, but he kind of falls into this mode a little bit for me. Guys like Ardarius Washington. Yes. Going into a, his last year as well. Um, I, I just wonder when you, when you're talking about these guys that we're looking at in terms of backup safety, uh, are they going to keep one of these two guys for cheap um, in hopes to be able to keep them back there for depth? I don't know. I, I I like Gino. I do. I think they like Gino. Um, and he's actually looked pretty good during minicamp a couple of times. He made a couple of plays on the ball. Um, it's a weird one uh, because you could go and get, uh, you know, a backup safety out there. You're pretty set with your starting safety duo for years to come with Kyle Hamilton just getting drafted last year. They just signed Marcus Williams last year. They seem pretty good, but for depth reasons, you would think that they would entertain Geno. And you look around the league, look, I, I don't think Geno Stone is going to go anywhere and, you know, warrant a major contract. I don't think he's going to go anywhere and, and warrant a starting job right away. Um, so 
for that reason, Geno Stone may look at it like his no no other team values him more than the Ravens would. And in that sense, you know, you could get something done, stick around for for something cheap uh, in hopes that maybe you can play your way into something bigger uh, down the line, kind of similar to Chuck Clark. Now, obviously, Chuck yep. Clark's situation didn't end up great uh, because, you know, I think Chuck Clark got a little disgruntled, not only because they drafted Kyle Hamilton, but because he was under the impression that he was working himself up to getting a bigger deal from the Ravens and didn't happen uh, obviously because they drafted Kyle Hamilton. So uh, maybe Gino could stick around and and find ways to get on the field to boost his value around the league, because I don't know if to this point he's done enough to go out and get a better opportunity somewhere else. I feel like his role that he has right now with the Ravens is pretty much going to be his role with every other team in the league right now. Yes, that's true. And I didn't bring up Washington. I think mainly because, you know, we, we, we don't really know what we're getting out of Washington, the way that we do out of Geno, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is kind of like, do you feel like the Ravens are easy to part ways with him as opposed to Geno who has played and has, like you mentioned earlier, been serviceable in that regard. So yes, you're right. They do have other players at the safety position that um, will be free agents, but you know, we know we know what we're getting from Gino. Oh no, I, no question. You know, I, I have no idea what I'm getting from Washington. Yes. And I know you've seen him um play it, you know, in terms of practice, practice. and things. <laughs> right. I have I no idea. Practice right. don't get you paid. Exactly. I don't know what, what he can contribute on game day as of yet. Yeah. And that was and so that will be interesting. Hopefully he can be healthy this year and we can get a taste of what it is that he can do. Uh, another guy that um is going to be a free agent is Rocky Sen. And I know that, you know, he just came to Baltimore and, but he was on a one year deal. And so uh, this is obviously something that needs to be discussed because the Ravens could use some cornerback depth. And we've talked about this before in terms of, you know, do you bring back a Marcus Peters, which we know that's not going to happen, but ultimately what does that do if you if this guy is a one and done? What does this do for your secondary? And it doesn't really look that great as of right now. Of course, you can go in a draft and find somebody, but wouldn't you want more experience at the cornerback position? And if Yassin plays as well as you've said that he's practiced, you and other media reporters, do you just say, look, we don't want to lose him. Let's just go ahead and, and re-sign him. Yeah, look, Rock Yassin, Still a young dude, 27 years old, you know, and you look at it, they don't have a lot behind him. Uh, they just drafted Caillou Blue Kelly. They drafted Jalen Armour Davis last year. But, I mean, it's been a struggle for him to to get on the field, let alone stay on the field. Pepe Williams, he's more of that nickel guy. Yeah, um, I don't think he's kind of in the running to be outside. Come on, Seymour, I like um, I like Kavon Seymour more than some of the other media members, uh, I think. But, uh, look, he, he makes plays out there at when he gets the opportunities in practice. Now, we haven't gotten to see a lot of him in-game. Um, but it just goes to the point of there's not a lot behind Rock Yassin. And the deal that they gave him is pretty much a prove-it type of deal for this year. And I think that there is a door uh, open for him to stay with Baltimore if he has – 
a good year this year. Now, it still remains to be seen if they'll go out and bring in another veteran corner to help them this season. Um, but if they don't and they do decide to go, or if they do and the guy, I, like, I don't know that there's many options on the streets right now that you can just say, oh, he's better than what we have in Rocky Ascent uh, at, on the outside corner. I mean, Peters is debatable. Um, but I don't think that that's going to happen, though. That's yeah, I the don't thing. either. I, I, you know, I, like, you know, we, you know there's rumors swirling that, you know, he, a lot of he wasn't well liked yeah. in the locker room. It's although he does play like a raven now, he's right. got the personality for days. Yeah. But when you not add, everybody is like going to like that personality, right? Every, well, there's that, and then you add the fact that he didn't play necessarily well, even though he was coming back from a knee injury. You do feel like you want to exhaust your uh, your options to see if there's someone else that either on your team or you know in free agency that you're willing to you know work with as opposed to that. So um, I think we need to just sail that ship. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, that that is is gone. In my Don't. mind, it's, it's it's in the middle of the ocean. Okay, uh, well, middle it, of the ocean it is. Yeah, um, and it ain't coming back. Not. And so, so I mean, I, I, but I, I was just bringing him up to say, other than him, I mean, there are no other really true names out there available yep. on the open market that you could just bring in and like, yep, that's a day one starter. So, you know, Rocky Asin, I think, has a really good opportunity. Um, to be able to make Baltimore his home for the foreseeable future if he goes out there and plays well and if he's able to stay healthy because health has been a big question mark for him to this point in his career as well. Absolutely. So that is going to be the biggest issue. But I do think that if he plays well, they would welcome him back for, uh, you know, depth reasons, for production reasons. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a whole bunch of reasons why if somebody is just even playing just – consistent enough you know that that hey you know he's not getting you know too much players behind him or whatever and playing good coverage then you know you probably say I'll bring him back for I don't know a three-year deal but then you work out the the terms and when you would be able to move forward from that person if you find a better um, suitor um, whether it's free agency or the draft but that is definitely something that um, I think that the Ravens have to you know, look into because they, they just, from a safety perspective, okay, they, they have some depth, but from the cornerback perspective, like you already mentioned, a lot of those guys are are not outside guys. They're slot guys and they're, they're defensive backs. They're, you know, whether it be nickel or dime backs, they're not necessarily the starters and that's going to be the issue. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You know, it, a lot is going to be asked from these younger guys, uh, because they have to figure out what they have. Yeah. They have to figure out what they have in a, the, a couple of these second-year guys on this roster right now. Um, and eventually they're going to want to give Caillou Blue Kelly a look as well. Um, yes. So, you know, I, I, I will have to see. I think we, we could throw Rocky Asin into that group with Matabike and Washington where their play this year I think will dictate, you know, what obviously definitely for Rocky Asin more than anybody else. Uh, because at least these other guys, they know them. They know Matt BK. They know Washington. They've had them on the team for a couple of years. This is their first year having Rocky Asin. So, you know, how he does with his audition, so to speak, this season, I think will determine what happens with him and the Ravens. I completely agree. Um, next week, uh, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear from, from the listeners 
we want to know what is it that any questions that you might have going into training camp, um, any camp battles, any specific players, any free agents that you would potentially be interested in, any guys that you would potentially like to move on from. We would love to hear from you. Um, you can send me at the NFL chick or at Cordell Woodland. And we're both on Twitter. We're both on Instagram. You can email me at the NFL chick at gmail.com. Cordell, do you have an email? Yeah, uh, you can email me at cordell.woodland at odyssey.com. And, you know, we'll read your, your emails, your DMs, your tweets, yep. or what have you. Any, any Ravens questions, Ravens comments uh, that you got, we'll take them and, and we'll incorporate them into uh, a couple of our mailbag segments that we'll be doing in the future. Yes. So we definitely want to hear from you what your concerns are, what you know, what you're excited to see. Uh, We would definitely love to talk to you about it on the podcast, actually. Mm -hmm. So if you have an opportunity, please reach out to us and we love to answer any questions that you may have. So we want to thank you all for listening from Cordell to me. This is Winning Drive. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.